Day 5. Now a great deal of time passes. The earth has been repopulated with many peoples. And there's a man named Abraham who God called to move from where he lived um, out in the city of Ur. It's out in Babylon. Um, in, uh, um, in the in the far, kind of far east, it's over in the east, and he he just called God called Abraham to come follow me. The Lord said, "Just start walking, and I'll tell you when to stop." And so Abraham did that, and he walked and he walked and he walked hundreds and hundreds of miles, and finally the Lord told him he could stop. And where he stopped is where modern-day Israel is and Palestine. It's in that land, um, just east of the Mediterranean Sea. And um, Abraham settled there, and through a series of rather interesting events that you can read about in Genesis, Abraham and his wife Sarah became very, very rich. But there was one real problem that they had. And the problem was they could not have any children. They tried and they tried and they tried. And Sarah, Abraham's wife, just never could get pregnant. And now they're well into their old, old age. Um, Abraham is in his late 90s and Sarah is in her late 80s. And as you know, there is no way they're going to have any kids at that late date. Nevertheless, the Lord told Abraham that he was going to have a son. And in fact, that he was going to have a son within the year. Now Sarah was listening from her tent as the Lord was speaking with Abraham. And Sarah just laughed at this. This was the silliest thing she ever heard. And the Lord said, Sarah, I heard you laugh. But I promise you, a year from now, you will have a son. And sure enough, a few short months later, Sarah got pregnant. And she had a baby when she was 90 years old. And Abraham was 100. And you know what they named that baby? They named him Isaac, which means he laughs. Because certainly God had the last laugh this time. Oh my goodness, you cannot imagine how happy Sarah and Abraham were to finally have a baby boy. Oh, and the baby grew, grew. He's probably in his teenage years about now. He hasn't yet married and left home, but he's not really a little kid anymore. And one day, the Lord comes to Abraham again and says, Abraham, I want you to do something. I want you to take your son up to the mountain. This is your only son, the one that you waited all these years for. And I want you to sacrifice him there. You know what the word sacrifice means? It means kill him and burn him as an offering to the Lord. What a horrible thing. But you know what? That's what the people in that old ancient culture often did, they often sacrificed their children to the gods. They would usually do it if they were desperate, of course, if they um, were starving to death or there had been a drought or a famine and, and they felt like 
perhaps the gods were mad at them. And so Abraham understood that if he needed to sacrifice his only son, that he better do it because it was life or death importance for all of the family. Well, he didn't tell Isaac as far as we know, but at some point during the trip, uh, because they had to travel for several days to get to go up to the mountain to where they were going to do the, the um, sacrifice, it kind of seems like Abraham told Isaac what was going to happen because when they got up to the top of that mountain, they built a, an altar of rocks and and Isaac got up on that altar because you know that Abraham, he's probably 110, 115 years old by now. And Isaac is a strapping young man and there's no way Abraham could have forced him up there. So Isaac put himself on that altar, it seems to me. And um, Abraham probably tied him there and, and uh, got the stuff he needed to start the fire and and raised his knife, and just as he was about to strike his knife through the heart of Isaac, the Lord said, Stop! At that point, what's recorded in the Bible is that God said, Do not lay a hand on the boy. Do not do anything to him. Now I know you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Now, that's not a lot to go on. I kind of think that there was a little more to the conversation. And, and here's what might have happened and might have been understood by Abraham um, when the Lord told him to stop and not sacrifice his son. Now, the Bible doesn't really record the dialogue but what I've explained about the other people and the other gods seems to be a very important point that God must have been making to Abraham, that our God is different than the other gods. Our God is a God of mercy. Our God does not require that children be sacrificed to him. Instead, God provided an animal for the sacrifice. God provides whatever we have to give to him. Whatever God wants, God provides for us to give back to him. Given us the things that we are bringing to the Lord as gifts back. It's kind of a never-ending cycle of gift-giving. Kind of like Christmas, if you ask me.